Hi there. So in today's episode, we're going to talk to Adam, who's a seasoned recruiter, having worked for an agency and now internally recruiting for five locations. We talk about his journey into recruiting. So for all of you aspirational recruiters, you'd love the first segment of this. For job seekers, we address that in the middle section. So I would recommend listening to a recruiter's perspective on how your resume or portfolio appears. We also discuss soccer, legacies, comics, and more. So I will let you get to all of that. Without further ado, it's time to listen and share. All right, Adam. So uh, you just told me how you know you've been having a great day. If you want to tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, born and raised in BC. Um, I guess I'll skip the elementary school and high school part because that's not important. <laughs> uh, went to SFU for um, business administration at the time. I'd gotten in uh, through high school, so um, didn't know what I wanted to major in at the time. Uh, after I think it was after my first year, because you have to do all the prerequisite courses first, um, which calculus was a big, big rattling moment for me actually, because <laughs> um, <laughs> at a high school I, I got like straight A's no problem and I rarely studied, and then when you go and try and learn calculus in a 500 person class, you think it just just come to you and it doesn't. Heads up, it doesn't. Right. You need to put the work right. in. Uh, so I think that was a good wake up call for me. <laughs> um, no. But uh, yeah, no. After sec- after first year, I think midway through second, uh, I wanted to get into marketing initially, um, and then I took a couple entry level marketing courses, and it really turned me off. And what it was for me is I didn't want if I were to work in marketing, it would have to be marketing a product that I really loved and believed in. And then I realized okay. that wasn't realistic. You kind of just got to take whatever job comes your way. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to have to work for a company where I was trying to sell something to people that I may or may not have believed in. So I decided to go actually through HR because I wanted to be in a role where I influence people's lives day to day and try and make their lives better day to day. That was my okay. initial thought going into HR. Um, and But then I also did a minor in international business because I traveled quite a bit and it, I found it fascinating how to do business in different, um, in different countries. I didn't, I mean, it's sort of a, I'm not going to say useless. It's very helpful if your company has different offices in different locations uh, across the world, but it was more of an interest side thing hr was more of the core um so yeah i went through that then through my concentration uh with my ba graduated and then about a month out from graduation i just posted my resume on monster and my former boss uh, a fellow named ralph actually found my resume and uh i I was interviewing at other places as well at the the time i was even looking at going into sales uh because my dad had been in sales his whole life and just seemed like a natural fit to me for my personality type. So, um, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to button, yeah. but you, this is closer to graduation that you were looking at these. Options, yeah. I, I right? would say about a month out okay. from graduation, I was peaking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was doing okay. land. So I had two jobs during university. I actually worked at Rogers video, which doesn't exist anymore where people rent their DVDs. Cause I loved movies and it was a pretty, uh, yeah. Um, pretty chill university job. It was like, I got to stand around and talk about movies with people. It was fun. Um, and then, uh, after that I went and did landscaping, uh, landscaping paid more. Um, okay. and it was nice to be outside and it was a learn, like now I do my own landscaping. So <laughs> it was a good learn skill to grab. Um, but yeah, so then I just, I worked landscaping once I graduated while I was looking for another job. My boss knew at the time, like I told him, I said, Hey, you, you know, I'm not doing a career in landscaping. Like, I went to school to go work for a company in an HR department. Uh, but yeah, back to mm-hmm. my boss, my former boss, giving me a call. He goes, Hey, would you be interested in uh, a headhunting role? So I had no idea what it was at the time. And he explained it to me. I was like, yeah, sure. Like I'm not going to say no. So I went in for a chat and really connected with him. We actually connected on uh, soccer. He was a big soccer fan and okay. I played soccer my whole life still was playing. Um yeah, and we, like he interviewed me, but then for an hour we just talked about soccer. It was really like, and I still talk to Ralph to this day. Like we still have quite a good relationship. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for uh-huh. four and a half years I did headhunting. Um, 
I started okay. recruiting for electrical and mechanical engineers. Um, and uh, it was because it was like a startup. He had moved from Germany and he just opened it up and there was only like five of us in the office. He, uh, <clears throat> um, he would take any role that came to him. So it was, yeah, it, I learned to learn to learn about a role and then recruit for it. So I had to sort of learn on the fly and figure things out as we went and trial by fire, which set me up very well for my next role, I would say. Uh, okay. And then, yeah, I did that about for four and a half years and I was getting tired of the agency gig. I don't know if you know, but it burns you out. You're only as good as your last placement. I'm assuming so. Yeah, that that, that that's what I was gonna ask about. Yeah. But yeah, go no, no, King. Yeah. Uh, for a while, and I actually just did a little video on this, but I counted it up. It was about a dozen interviews before I found where I am now, and it was over the okay. span of a year. Like I was looking. Yeah, wow. and okay. it was always like, "Hey, we really like you. We would have taken you, but uh, you don't have the exact experience you want." I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> I know I don't. Why did you <laughs> interview me? You saw from my resume. Like, that's what I'm here right. for. I'm here to learn. Uh, okay. So like there was one job at Science World I remember I really wanted because I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to work at Science World. And looking back, it's probably good I didn't go into that because I probably wouldn't have survived in that environment. Very slow moving. Mm -hmm. um, whereas where I am now is quite quick moving. And Okay. I've learned about myself in the past year. If things are really slow moving, I get frustrated and I like when it's faster pace. Um, so okay. yeah, I found uh, my current role at IQ metrics is uh, the sole recruiter for five offices. I was there while the fifth office wow. was opening. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't believe they ever had a recruiter before and teams were responsible for just recruiting for their own open roles. There was no system in place. So okay. Okay. I kind of came in they're like, yeah, have at it. Like, was just go for it with like the guidance of my boss. Like yeah. I built out a system um, as best I could. And I was, we were talking about it today, actually like second week, I just started hopping on the phone. Like just my nice. job okay. previous really set me up to being a self starter and self motivated. Just like, Hey, got to go. No one was telling me what to do. So I was like, okay, I better start uh -huh. talking to people. Cause that's what I know how to do uh, and recruit and then just start getting interviews set up. And then we'll, figure out the process as we go and which what it was i figured out the process as we went uh because people needed to hire okay. people i think i came in and there was like 25 open roles um okay. and yeah they needed people and i had to do my job um now over the past three and a half years things are much more structured i had the chance to do over that time to structure it a little more and yeah that is adam's career and Oh, while that was going on, I <laughs> met my wife at the time, and we got married, had a baby a year ago, and moved to Port Moody. We were living in Vancouver wow. at the time when we first started going out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. I think you pretty much summed up the whole uh, podcast, so we don't really need to show no, yeah. <laughs> that was like the initial sort of set of questions that yeah. I wanted to ask you. How does someone, like you, for you, I think the role was pretty organic, but you must be speaking to like other recruiters, uh, I guess, you know, for, for feedback to see how mm -hmm. they hire. There's a different system you all implement. You know, for you, was it always like HR? You're like, I, I'm a people person, but I don't want to sell a product. So it's it's better, you know, to hire people. Yeah, it's way. funny. I always thought like I'd be an HR generalist going into HR. Um, recruiting just fell in my lap. Okay. Like literally because my right. boss, had, my former boss had phoned me like, is this something you want to try? And I was like, sure. And at the time, I just wanted to get okay. in the workforce. I'm like, I'll do anything. Um, and right. when you talk right. to other recruiters in the industry, they all say the same thing. Recruiting just fell in their lap. It wasn't something, it's right. not something that in school, they talk about it as a career. Maybe that was like during my time because recruiters were far few in between and it was more of an upcoming profession. Right. Um but yeah, no one in school ever talked about like, I want to be a recruiter, but I felt like it was a good yeah. balance between my desire to be an HR, which I've learned I could never be an HR journalist because I'm terrible at following rules <laughs> like in <laughs> setting rules and policy, like okay. enforcing them. I am not a rule okay. follower, so it's a good thing. But recruiting also has a sale. But, but you did do that. You did set up rules for the new uh, Their guidelines. Yeah, See, that, that the way our sort of... company works is their yeah. guidelines because each team 
is self-managed and they decide how they want to do things. But how I set right. up the guidelines, I'm like, hey, this is best practice throughout industry and educated them. I'm like, if we can create a standardized process across the company, then less things will fall okay. through the cracks. So I had to educate people through like training on why we would be doing things the way we do. And don't get me wrong. There's still right. people who go outside the process. And I just say, okay, then right. it's on you. Then if it turns out to be a bad hire, I, I kind of wash my hands of it. And that's just, that's our company okay. and that's how we work is we don't set hard policies. Okay. It's just guidelines. If somebody wants to go outside the process, then they own that. Yeah, that's just uh, how our okay. company works. Um, but I do know of other companies okay. where like they have the strict recruiting process, like you have to go through that process, which I'd be fine with because okay. I, I do see value in the recruitment process, like an actual proper recruitment cycle. Um but I kind of went off topic there. Um, yeah, no, with recruiting. <laughs> I saw it was like a mix between sales and HR. Um, and I Could do I like a more salesy, talking to people every day type role. Um, sure. Yeah, because I, I, I work on the employer brand and I really believe that it's a great place to work. So that's why I've stuck around for three and a half years. Like, it's, yeah, and that and that makes me better at my job. Okay. If, I, if I enjoy working where I am, then it makes me yeah, and exactly. it makes it easier to sell for someone to come to us. So that's that's why the the question because you know to most of the recruiters that I've spoken to, it seems like you know it's something that you know happened, like entrepreneurship happens by accident mm -hmm. of sorts. You know the, this happened, and it is such a such a pivotal role to the company because you y'all are actually the, the first yeah. point of contact, the brand ambassadors yeah. of sorts of the company. We help so, okay. build the company so, essentially. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you, you need to, because again, you're basing this off of, you know, whatever steps you have, say the two rounds of interviews, say, mm -hmm. you know, it's just one. But based on that, you're deciding if this candidate is a fit for the next two years. So yeah, that, that adds a lot of responsibility, you know, to your. So in, in that scenario, have you had, uh, you know, cases where, uh, say something hasn't worked out, you have, you know, place someone and maybe in a month or two, you'll have realized okay, mm -hmm. it's not a good fit. And how did you all counter that? Yeah. It, uh, um, it, when you, so I've probably hired now, I don't know, like close to 200. And, oh yeah, you've, you've yeah, this about, Well, my, like for yeah, yeah. my company I work for now, it's been about 220-ish people, I would say. In the yeah, last three and so a half years. when you hire that many people, okay. there's bound to be some that don't work out. Um, so what we do is we keep track of quality of hire. We started doing this about a year and a half ago because this was coming up. So I actually wanted to keep numbers on it. Okay. What we do is I send out an email okay. and it has a bunch of questions and I made it super simple. They, okay. Like the lead who did the hiring just has to highlight a certain rating. So we measure them on if they're adding to our culture is like, is their attitude good? Um, are they fitting in with the team? That kind of measurement. Um, and that's, everything's a little subjective yeah. with these ratings. And then we do the technical okay. uh, side of things. Are they meeting the technical requirements for the role? So we split those two right. up because people were just saying, oh, they're a bad hire, not giving us where they were bad. So if we flag mm. that okay. it, they're bad on fitting in with the team and the company side, then we know we need to tweak something right. in that interview because we do the cultural, like behavioral interview, and then we do the technical interview. If they're doing bad okay. on the technical assessment or on the technical side of things, then we know we need to chat mm. with that lead and his team on fixing their technical interviewing and how they're assessing. So that's how we pointed those. Okay. So is that, then do you follow up with the I candidate? I follow up or is with, this with uh, the, the lead on 45 days and 90 okay. and right before 90 days. So I do two follow-ups. Yeah. With the candidate, okay. I'll check in, the... I'll check in casually, like with the new hire, like, Hey, how are you okay. doing? How are things going? Okay. Um, and some have said this place isn't for me after a week. One person actually said to me, ah, oh, this place isn't for me. I'm like, okay. No, at least at least you okay. told me within a week. So yeah, right. That, yeah, that, that's always good. I'm saying even in the recruiting process, for example, like I uh, just on on the you know topics you touched, there was this one of the companies I worked at. They had an airport test, mm. if you will, which was just about determining that you know if you're because uh, it was a consulting role, that if you are you know stranded at an airport, you know while you have to board a plane, how what you know what depth of conversation could you have mm. with this guy so you know your compatibility even you know yeah. as you mentioned company culture everything 
other than you know how technically advanced they are and this these are all terms that you all measure i'm saying to the candidates that maybe aren't hired is there a process to maybe reach out to them let them know that they're lacking in this particular skill or yeah we always give feedback uh, that that? when they ask um oh, yeah that. we have to be careful with it of what we say right. just for legal reasons right. but right. if they fail in the first interview i let them know and i actually we okay. created um a little package to give them on like what to prep for in the future uh oh, yeah wow. uh i wrote it it doesn't need to be cleaned up though it's a little dated um okay. and then with the technical it's pretty objective like the team knows exactly what they're looking for and if i ask they'll give me a list and i just send it to them yeah okay. um, no, I, i know a lot of companies like till you reach out maybe they'll give you something vague but this is this is wonderful yeah we we try yeah. and be as specific as possible with everyone i mean some people fall so, through the cracks realistically uh but with yeah. everyone i do try and give some advice um what i'm noticing a lot of companies are doing and we may start doing it too it we're discussing it is there before you go in for the behavioral or cultural interview they actually tell you exactly what they're looking for what certain soft skills they're looking for and they're going to assess you on so okay i'm okay. finding now that the talent market is very competitive like companies want you to do well in these interviews so they're prepping you themselves right. which is something we did in right. the agency days was prep people before interviews and it's funny to see companies now prep the people that they're interviewing right. yeah i mean i guess that that helps with the people take the, taking the interview uh, you know to, to make sure that they're also not wasting yeah. their time they come into a candidate is yeah. prepared i guess yeah exactly wonderful okay sweet back to you know a couple of things that you mentioned first thing was you said there was roger's video is that similar to like what blockbuster was yeah yeah it was blockbuster's competitor yeah Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And they they don't exist anymore. Okay. No, no, they're so, they're all gone. They they shut down I think like a year after I had left or something just because with Netflix and video on demand they they couldn't compete. Up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sweet. And you mentioned one of the in in the initial role you hired a lot of electro, electrical and mechanical engineers. Was that yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. So how uh, and you said you prepare for each role and uh, mm-hmm. you know for each type of role you're recruiting and you know how do you go about that like do you understand the process or is it more about understanding what the team needs how does that process work yeah we didn't have the exposure to what the teams wants were as much as i do now it was just okay. it's the game of agency they pay you to find someone's skill set um and a lot of the companies we work with didn't care about cultural fit as much uh okay. well at the time it like cultural fit was like the big term uh like the buzzword okay. but let's just say fit they didn't care as much it was more hard skill sets Uh okay. so I just had to go through the job description if I didn't know what something was I would google it um and then I actually learned by talking to people I reached out to and asking them questions it was a weird sort of reversal of like hey this is what we're looking for your skill set match up with this and I was young and it was I thought the easiest way to learn was from the people I was talking to and sometimes okay. I found the right person and sometimes I didn't uh okay. But yeah, I mean, some clients were very transparent with what the interview process looked like and others just didn't care to tell us. They just wanted a resume and they would were happy to pay for it. So Okay. Yeah. So so that that's another thing I wanted to understand. So how it works in the agencies is they all have to submit a certain set of candidates <clears throat> to the company or is it, you know, and then based on whoever's hired then you all get paid. How does that how Yeah, that so it was it was just it was contingency so if they got hired we got paid um right. there was always usually a guarantee date and okay. um if the if they got fired or left before that guarantee date we would either have to replace them or we had to give the money back it was whatever it was negotiated in the initial contract it's not the number of candidates you hire it's eventually who becomes a potential hire and you know that's how you're paid yeah it wasn't how so many we not- submitted we weren't paid for res- like what resume was sent in we were paid who was ever was hired and it was always around 20% of their base salary is what we got paid. Right. And that's pretty industry okay. standard is like 15 to 20%. So if someone makes 100 grand in the year, they pay us 20 grand. And yeah. so, okay. And so moving up from there, as you mentioned it took you a year to find the next, you know, right job. Around, yeah. For you were reading up about these roles, hiring people, and you wanted to move up from that challenge. So yeah. the the next one like you know that this one presented where it was like they basically gave you the reins but was that something you were initially you know setting out to find or was it something else entirely my main goal was to 
I mean, I didn't even think of company culture at the time. I really just wanted to get on an internal HR team. Uh, but okay. also my main goal was to be in a role where it's like, if I hired someone, I could then say hi to them the next day that they're working for us. Uh, so you can have that accountability, the follow up. Yeah. Right. I had a problem. My main problem was like, I was so disconnected from the people I hired. Like there was a few I kept in touch with and went for lunch with once in a while, like we checked up on them, but it was just like a, such a, it was such a transactional relationship where I just don't work right. like that. Uh, right. whereas I wanted to actually like be able to control like the whole experience because it was funny if like a client like did something wrong in a meeting or something, then the candidate got upset at us. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I like, I can't control them. Whereas now, like I actually have a little right. control. If somebody has a bad experience in an interview, like I take it quite to heart and then I want to fix it. Like, like I, I actually go out and try and fix it. So. Okay. Yeah. So it lets you have that relationship with the client and also obviously yeah. you're, a, you're a big part of the company. So that definitely helps. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So uh, another thing I always like to talk about is the change management. Mm. Now, when you came on board, uh, as you mentioned, the teams have been doing their own hiring. Did they have problems with that before? Or did you come in to fix something or they just wanted to try a different approach? Um, I think there was an ask for a recruiter for a while before I came. You know, I never asked about that. Uh, just someone right. to like facilitate all the hiring. Um, okay. I, from my understanding, there was inconsistent interview experiences across the company, which was a big problem right. um, and how people were representing us in an interview. And then also like, it was a lot to add on to the leads work. Like, like okay. the lead, the lead of the team was responsible for the hiring. So that was a, an additional okay. task for them that they were already quite busy. So, um, okay. yeah, me coming in took that off their plate. Okay. Yeah. Now, like I'm a project manager myself. And usually when, you know, you, you add on to a different role, you run into sometimes, you know, issues with the team. Lead. Mm. So I'm glad you didn't you know, happen to deal with that. So that's, that's wonderful to yeah. know. Okay. Sweet. So there will be candidates that you really want on your roster, but they slip by. How do you all sort of counter that? You know, someone you really want, but then, you know, has maybe joined another company. Um, at the end of the day, I've learned with recruiting, everybody has different, like, boxes they need to check, right? So okay. if it's money, say, hypothetically, and they end up getting an offer sure. that's 20 grand more, th there's not much we can do. I'm not going to sit there okay. and convince them to come here and make promises of, oh, it's going to be like this and blah, blah, blah. When I know it's not going to be and they're going to leave within a year because that's just a waste of our time and money. Um, and okay. I've learned it's okay to say to say bye to those candidates, but leave relationships good. Don't burn the bridge because I've had a couple sure. people now go to a place for a little more money and – for or for whatever reason and then two months later come back to us oh i made a mistake can i interview again and i said sure uh yeah oh, really? it's, it's so happened happens. quite a bit actually uh because oh, we okay. gave him a good experience throughout the process and were polite and courteous throughout the thing and didn't burn the bridge um yeah huh. if someone's looking for a pretty flexible culture and workplace and we're for them and it, it, i'm not going to try and fit a square peg in a round hole. Um, and that's my advice to like looking for a job. Like you may want like a job, like let's just say at an Amazon or something like you really want to work at Amazon, but maybe you go to work at Amazon and you don't like it. Yeah. Right. And it's just not for you. Right. right? So okay. don't try and force something that's not for you, even though it's, I don't know, something that comes from seeing so many different hires over the years. And even like back sure. in the agency days, it used to be like hard sell because I wanted that commission check. Oh, you should go here, you should go here. And then they ended up leaving and I would have had to go and I had to go find someone else. So yeah, I, I learned see. from that. Just let it happen naturally, be genuine. Because if you say that you won't, like if you actually genuine believe and tell them that like, I want what's best for you in this because you coming in and not liking it isn't good for anybody, then it leads them to the right decision. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Well, I'm glad, you know, uh, candidates do come back. Like for say one particular role that you'll have, you'll pro potentially have maybe five candidates and, you know, you'll finalize maybe the top two. 
is the process then to reach out to the other three or do you all start the process again because you know by then you'll reach closer to the end um if we know the two that we want we'll go after them and then tell the other three it's an, like if it's a hard no for the other three we'll tell them no if it's uh okay. mm, this person would be a third if the other two don't work out then i just tell them like we tell them oh hey we're still making our decision hold on um kind of we call it keeping them warm and i keep in contact okay. with them um okay it's yeah it's a little tough to tell someone they're the third choice <laughs> yeah that's right yeah no, i can understand <laughs> uh but like for people we know it's a for sure no we just tell them no okay so that's another thing i'm assuming that most of the you know the ones where you're hired those conversations probably grow great when the you know candidate is coming on board but do you all have conversations with the ones who aren't hired is it mostly an email sorry could you repeat that Uh, sure yeah so for the people who are mm-hmm. hired obviously that conversation must go great if it's a two way street they will yep. come aboard but you know for people who aren't hired do you have a conversation with them you know the fourth fifth choice or hey, is it um mostly... so when i was a sole recruiter i would like before our second recruiter came on i was handling 40 roles so i didn't have time to hop on the phone with everybody we interviewed Obviously. so i would send them an email explaining why um and give them the feedback okay. and if they wanted to hop on a call I would so I had to this is one thing to learn when you're recruiting you have to learn how to manage your time a little yeah i can imagine cuz there must be cuz the thing with everyone looking for a job is that there is that well not necessarily desperation but this you know want need you know to to get that job so there's always that uh, it's like you you expect that you expect more of yeah. the recruiter i guess that's in some on some levels yeah so, it's yeah. I'm guessing that must be time taking. Yeah, yeah, everybody it it's hard when yeah, you have like 100 people talking to you and I right. I don't know, I guess an analogy I could use is like a parent with like five kids, it's hard to give equal attention to all five kids, Everyone. right? So if you imagine having 100 <laughs> kids that right. want your attention really want that job, I like we're all human Correct. and um every yeah, it's hard to with increased volume it's hard to provide a consistent experience with everybody at a lower right. volume so it's very that was the easy question. right so how do you all, do you all have a system for that too or does that mostly sort of happen on the job with the experience for giving people a consistent experience yeah for for giving them an experience and making sure that you know for, for you it was you were still reaching out to the first candidate when you have five roles or five candidates to you know now when you have 200 for example. Yeah, we like I so how it works again is our company we don't have like a set process with it. It's just we are hired as professionals so we decide how we do our job in a sense unless it completely damages okay. the company's brand but both me and okay. Amber the second recruiter are very good at making sure it doesn't. Um she has a way of following up and I have a way So, okay, my, so let, yeah, my way be... is is I like to see how interested the person is. So I'll tell them, "Hey, if you haven't heard from me in two days, follow up with me. I'll let you know what's going on." Because at a time I was doing like ten phone calls a day for five days straight. Correct. I... Right. So oh, wow. it's I can't follow up with fifty people. <laughs> That would take no, me two no. hours. <laughs> right. It's, Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, because it's not even small yeah. conversations. You'll, they'll probably have a little bit of explanation. Yeah, yeah. and okay. if I had, so, if we had a full recruitment team, then there's no excuse for not following up with everyone. But we don't, right? So okay. yeah, it's I'm it's just it's just deciding so, what battles we want to put our time resources into and what ones we decide can not worry about. Uh, but we do try our best okay. to follow up with everyone. I'm not gonna lie, I've probably missed a few, uh, but I have a list okay. of people. I always follow up with people who have come in person. Like I I won't okay. like that's my hard rule that if they've come in and met with us in person then I will let them know good or bad. Phone calls I don't always I'm follow sure. up with. That I tell them to follow up with me if they haven't heard from me. Okay. Um yeah, it's sure. just for how many phone calls I go through it it would yeah, like I said. Yeah, I got too much work. <laughs> yeah. No, no. 
but but again th- yeah. thanks for indulging of course. my question so 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 the the uh, you know question because you mentioned all of these systems that you all have you for follow your own path are there particular you know softwares that you all use uh, or you know a time management system for you all you know to be better safe yeah i use process? calendly a lot to schedule my calls okay. yeah calendly's sure. great um sure. we have we used to use to track our applications and interview processes a uh, uh, online platform called jazz hr fantastic love oh, it okay. if you uh, if like for recruiting probably the best recruiting tool uh but then we moved over because we needed a full hris system to altipro and altipro has a recruiting okay. um module or i guess you'd call it a recruiting platform itself but altipro is good at okay. doing everything but not specialized in one of them so it's like it, it can do everything but it's it doesn't do everything the best so its recruiting platform is okay i'm sorry like no, Not it's it's greatest, it, but... it does the job and what yeah. it needs to, and I like the follow up system. Like if yeah. I close a role, it'll send a uh, email to everyone who applied. Hey, thanks for your application, that kind of stuff. Like there are certain features okay. I quite like with it, but it doesn't have the um, sourcing or like. So for example, Jazz used to when we post a role, throw it to all the free job boards. UltiPro doesn't do that. Okay. It doesn't have enough. It doesn't have oh, a ton of partner okay. integrations. Like it has, t- yeah, it has two as LinkedIn Indeed, whereas Jazz had like 20 different partner integrations. Yeah. Oh, okay. So th- then they will personally have to go, you know, to each of these platforms and put the job up then? No, we just, it's like, it takes up too much time. So yeah, we've just become much <laughs> okay. more of a proactive recruiting team, which is kind of going back to my headhunting days a little. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Sweet. Okay. So, so this, uh, uh, you know, the system that you mentioned that also functions as a CRM for you guys yep. It's maintaining the database of the candidates and, you know, yep. following up, et cetera. Yep. Okay. And, uh, I know a lot of companies do that, uh, things fall back or whatever, but you go back to clients, you know, after six months after, so if they potentially apply, mm. you know, to the same role or the same team, you recognize that as a person coming back. Is that some, you know, process that you want yeah, to follow? Yeah, UltiPro tracks that. Like, it, it'll tell you what other roles they've applied for in the past. And then we can keep all our notes about it all. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a pretty okay. good system in that sense. Oh. So it tells you, what, like, basically with UltiPro, you build a profile. And so then you always have that profile with IQ metrics. So you can go back and just okay. sign in and then apply for a role. You don't have to remake a whole profile. Yeah. Understood. Okay. Now, now there are some sort of imminent questions that every candidate usually has. One, the first one being the resume size mm-hmm. of sorts. How important is that to you as a recruiter? And how much does it matter to, even to the team? Because some people go with yeah. five-page resume, some go with a page. So yeah. Majority of leads, and for myself, like if it's over two pages, it's a bit of a problem. Um, one, the person yeah. doesn't know how to be concise. Um and it's just when you go through so many resumes, you mm. like I, I tell you right now, I look at a resume for max 20 seconds. Yeah. Right. And you're yeah. usually skimming through it, right? So yeah, especially if it's five pages, yeah. it make just it very clear. Probably, like look right? at the job description, make it very oh. clear of what we're looking for. And I'm scanning for keywords. And then once I see a keyword, okay. then I'll stop and read a bit further. Uh, but if if it's hard to read, if it's clunky, if it's super condensed and like super dense, I won't read it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, not okay. to be mean about it or anything, and but uh, less is more. A lot of people sort of tailor it that you need to showcase whatever you've done. That's not necessarily you know the the end condition. You need a recruiter yeah. to read your resume, yeah. you know, forward it. So 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 another question about that. As a gatekeeper, I know I've spoken to a couple of recruiters in Montreal too about this. Uh, a lot of them use like an ATS or a web crawler just to gatekeep, you know, so you have enough candidates, not that you have to read through every resume. Do you all no, follow and like that? So my problem with that was it, it didn't always work properly. Uh, and then you missed out mm-hmm. on people because I, I, a lot of the clients we worked with, we would have to submit our resumes or the resumes that we found through those gatekeeper or crawlers and then it would just never get through so i said no we're never going to use that that's the recruiter being lazy (laughs) like you should you should have to read through the resume and dig further into it if like it is something that interests you 
Okay. So so that's the thing. So you at least you in in your head reading that for twenty seconds is better yeah, than just not absolutely. reading it at all. Which yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always look yeah, yeah. for reasons to talk oh. to someone. That's how my mind works. Is I'm okay. in my twenty yeah. seconds or however long I'm looking at it. Let's just say it's under a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I'm always looking for reasons <laughs> to talk to you. Yeah, and because okay. the more that's a recruiter's okay. job, talk to people, right? So. And network, like our job is essentially networking. So you do you do hire for a, you know like at one time you must be hiring for three four roles. So you get to read a variety of resumes, but for a recruiter reading for the you know same role, yeah. say for example an engineering role, uh, I'm assuming at some point yeah. the resumes get repetitive. How do you all counter that or you know go about? Um, it? yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's <laughs> you'll never counteract that. That's just how it is. You're always going to have people who yeah. constantly apply to you. And um, you know what though? Yeah. It's kind of nice. We had one fellow who applied to us a couple times mm-hmm. and it was, I think a year or two ago, just didn't have the skill sets at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I had approached him, he had applied again and uh, now we hired him. Yeah. So it's nice. Okay. So no, he, he skills. Cause I think, um, when he first applied, they just said, yeah, his skills weren't up to snuff. So he took it to heart. We, we talked about it, actually. And he goes, yeah, I went and upgraded my skills. I learned a lot more. And now I'm, I think I'm ready. I always tell people, like, just because you failed once at an interview with a company doesn't mean you will again in a year or two. Because you, you should have grown in that time right. with your skill set and your experience. And that's actually what one of the guests on the podcast, from, you know, the second podcast that we shot, he mentioned that. He was like, my first interview, I completely bombed. But they saw something in me. So I think that that's really what helps, you know, when, when you mm-hmm. have an in-person interview uh, or, you know, online, uh, as in current scenarios, there is something else. So it's not just that you're looking. Obviously, the skills get you through the door. But it's after that, it's, again, a lot more factors. Yeah, absolutely. Just for a lot of recruiters, of them have LinkedIn premium accounts. Is that intentional? Oh, yeah. What's the story yeah. behind that? I mean, premium is the baseline, I would say, just because it gives you access to more profiles and you're able to message people directly. Uh, I have a recruiter account, like a corporate recruiter account. So okay. it's I can do special Boolean searches. And um, unfortunately, LinkedIn is a necessary evil. Uh, I always <laughs> oh, you, you don't like LinkedIn otherwise? It's fine. It's just really expensive because the, they know it's where most people are. Uh, I've looked into finding how to tap developer pools in other instances. Like I know a lot okay. of people go on github to look the problem is is like a recruiter going on github isn't a great idea like it's i'm trying to get like the developers in my company to like think from a recruiter's mindset as well because uh, oh, one thing i've learned is peer-to-peer so like a developer to a developer there will always be a higher reply rate than if i message them like sure, i think it's sure. like i don't know if the numbers changed but a couple years ago someone said it's like 90 percent reply rate if a lead developer messages like another developer or like someone at a high up role. Whereas if I message it, the reply rates, like if you're doing 30%, you're doing good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I didn't know that. I knew the other sort of stat that was there. There are about 70 to 80% of the, you know, jobs are done, you know, uh, that's not through the recruiting process. It's done usually, you know, through a referral or Mm. something. I'm guessing that still comes to you. Yeah. Referrals. Yeah. Referrals are pretty big for us still. Not as big as I'd like, but um, right. they'll uh, – and it's just because we've had so many people there for so long that their networks have dried up for referrals. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think our referrals okay. are close to 40% of our hires. So, Okay, yeah. okay, wonderful. And that, that also helps, I'm assuming, because you know that this one has spoken, like as you mentioned, developer to developer. So they have some sort of contact. So that always helps yeah. you know, tap into that. Exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. What other, since you mentioned LinkedIn and indeed the primary two, you know, options you'll use, are there other platforms that you all uh, bother with or is it just usually these two? Those two for now, we were using, we were paying for Glassdoor for a bit um, okay. just so we could reply to the reviews and everything, but we just weren't seeing the value in how much we were paying. So we cut that out and put a little more money into Indeed. It's just Indeed is also a necessary, it's the biggest job board in North America and I think the world too. Um okay. Now they're putting in reviews, like a review feature. Uh, Indeed is just huge. So we got those two. I I don't have a huge budget. Um, I know know ZipRecruiter is starting to make a push in Canada. We'll see. Yeah. 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 I I know it's bigger in the States, though. 
That, yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Because I know there is a difference in in the tools we use here and the you know systems yeah. that they have over there. So, for example, if you if you're you know uh, going with a recruit, uh, going with a candidate who's from the US, I'm assuming the style. Because I lived in the US before this, the style of your resume, every process is a little bit different mm. uh, as compared to a Canadian applying or to an international you know an immigrant applying. what sort if you know what's the differences you know the glaring differences that you see between the resumes or the approach not so much resumes more the approach where i find in the us is a lot of people will just throw a blanket application out so they'll just apply okay. to dozens of jobs and then never really research the company uh and i don't oh, know what it is about it but whenever i recruit in the states it it's like that um okay. <laughs> yeah more so when we recruit for our north carolina office our denver office is a little more it's better i find denver's quite similar to vancouver um okay. they just pay a ton more in denver like the salaries in denver are crazy <laughs> um as compared to vancouver compared to vancouver yeah like the, and i'm not talking about like okay. the salaries we pay but like the salaries that our competitors pay are like bonkers it's crazy how much people make in denver i think right. like a okay. recruiter <laughs> with a couple more experience a couple years more experience than i have makes like So let's just say 10 years experience. They make like at minimum mm-hmm. 120 US. That's wow. what I heard. Okay. I I'd, I'd have to look at the numbers, but like And this this is a recruiter, so I'm assuming the candidates also make a, you know, pretty decent sum of Yeah, that. it's crazy. So, uh, <laughs> okay. but that's Denver. But yeah, I find okay. every state is so different. That's the thing. And every exactly, yeah. and because you recruit for so many, you know, different parts, that's why it's you know so interesting to get your you know take on. Oh it. yeah, even yeah. like the difference between Vancouver and Regina and Winnipeg is quite apparent. So oh, okay. um, a lot of bouncing around in Vancouver, whereas in Regina yeah. and Winnipeg, you don't see the bouncing around as much. Like people stick with their companies longer. Yeah, and, and it's a lot harder so, to so, pull away because they're so loyal to their companies in the prairies. Yeah. Honestly. So you meant just the locals here sort of nail that, or maybe you know usually get it right. They research about the company, talk about it, and do a good job, but not so much the U.S. candidates. How is the uh, well the immigrants you know come in and like me for mm-hmm. example? Uh, what's the general trend that you've seen over there? Any you know words of wisdom for them? Um, do your research. I find a lot of immigrants. Yeah, <laughs> they don't tend to. It, yeah. It's just I think it's just not knowing Canadian work culture. Um, right. And I know they. A lot of them talk to me about just wanting to get Canadian experience. I wouldn't say that. Right. I would put more of like, no, I, I would like to get experience with X company, like the company I'm interviewing with. Well, yeah, company, don't just tell just me Canadian. you want yeah. to get experience in the Canadian workplace because then I'm like, oh, okay, well you're gonna get your experience and then you're gonna leave. Then that's 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 what you're, I hear. You're, you're coming. When you say it like that, you're coming in for a transition. Yeah, than a, exactly, you know, and that's step. what I hear. And um, maybe they don't mean that, but I, sure, I don't know. Sure. It's hard to tell over okay. the phone. <laughs> um, no, no, I, yeah. I, I completely understand because I've seen this with newcomers. Because uh, the uh, sort of hurdle that I see a lot of them talk about is that they don't have Canadian yeah. experience, and you know they just use that as a segue and just you know put that probably in the resume, which is obviously not the greatest yeah. idea. Yeah, so, it's yeah, it's the, not, and like it, it's like my experience. People kept telling me I didn't have the right experience. You just got to keep trucking away, and there will be someone who'll give you a shot. Um, exactly. And then yeah. my advice is stay loyal to that person for a while. Yeah, exactly. give them your time yeah. and grow with them a bit, and provide some value to them. Don't just leave right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I had the same approach when when I was applying. It was that no, I know about this role. Okay, I don't have Canadian experience, but you know that's what you got to focus in on rather than mm-hmm. just the generic Canadian experience. Wonderful. Thank you for yeah. highlighting that. Okay. Sweet. So just a, a little bit of random tidbits now. What's a, what's a favorite quote? Something you say to yourself, say you know every day to keep yourself motivated. I don't know if it's appropriate, <laughs> so I'll use something else. <laughs> oh, you could say that. We'll just rate it as you know, not safe for work. No, um, it's something my wife actually said to me. Like some days, I feel quite dejected. Like, oh, I didn't get enough done, or I could have done better in that situation. And I always, I just have to tell myself, okay. you did the best you could today, because every day is different. And right. that's how I live my life. I've never been a big planner. I don't know. I, I kind of I use analogies a lot. So my thing is like, go to the gym, and some days you feel great. And you can just like give her, right. and you're lifting as much, like lifting heavy, and like you just your yeah. cardio's up to snuff. And then like today, like I tried to work out, just 
I worked out and I got through the workout, just wasn't feeling it. And I think that work is the same. Yeah. It's hard to be on all the time. Yeah. So that's why I always have to tell myself, you did the best you could for today. It's always like, go, go do it. Yeah, I have yeah. the same. I remember just, you know, going to the cardio and I just didn't want but you to just do it. Do it. Like yeah. minutes at the end, but it's just, you're like, just suck it up and do it. I think you're going to yeah, do it. And it's, it's, that's why <laughs> Nike, I, that's why I think Nike's, uh, mantra there live, lives for just so long just do it just go do it <laughs> and just create that habit yeah. and like yes, and just, yeah <laughs> so uh because you mentioned the gym and everything is that a favorite hobby of yours oh i got a couple uh well i don't play soccer anymore that was my favorite so you're the manager no right? that was i actually i just stopped managing that team a while ago but i was i was like a player manager like it, like i said i put it oh, together nice. so all the buddies can hang out all my buddies and i um, it was an excuse to get together on the weekend um okay. but yeah then i played for another team uh last year it's, it's just the turf beats you up maybe i'll go back one day i would love to i, I still yeah dream about it um and then <laughs> i actually on the side uh teach fitness classes well not right now because of covid but i do that so right. I'm, i try and work out every day when i can uh, we got weights in the garage. Even if it's just for 30 minutes, just get something in. Um, it's wow. more for my mental state, I find. Like it sort of right. levels me out and it's my time and it's my time to sweat and just get my frustrations out and just to mellow me out, I find. Um, and then also I'm an avid comic book reader. I've been reading since I was 12. Oh, yeah, nice. like super – I mean, people call them graphic novels they're comic books <laughs> um yeah super into it um grew up watching the x-men cartoon and yeah i actually learned how to i i couldn't i was behind on my reading skills a bit in grade two and so i started reading okay. comic books and essentially how i learned how to read so uh oh, okay. yeah i've always had an affinity for it and um got thousands of comics now and yeah dozens and dozens wow. of graphic okay. novels but I could have a PhD in it. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. So follow yeah. up to that. Uh, favorite soccer team and favorite comic book series. Oh, favorite soccer team. You know, as much as I loved soccer, I never had a team. Uh, oh, you never watched it? You enjoyed it? Yeah, it, I only started watching the past, like, on the, well, now it's, you need the zone to watch, so it's tough. Like, when we, because right, we were right. getting the EPL here for a bit. That was the thing. It was like, you had to, have like access to the internet or like it was the world cup. Like, so I, am Italian heritage. Yeah. Obviously I cheer for Italy during the world cup. Um, okay. but I kind of like follow yeah. a team with each league in Europe. So actually my wife took me to okay. as like before our baby was born, we went to Manchester and saw a Manchester United game. And I don't know, oh, just nice. the history okay. there really love, like in that stadium is just it's old but it's why it's so cool like so i really like manchester mm -hmm. just for the experience there and the culture behind that team that's what i really like um okay for italy well, the italian league i've always been i've always sort of leaned towards ac milan yeah, Juventus. not juventus more ac milan okay. even though they've sucked the last little while i've always leaned towards liking them a little more um Love Barcelona. But I heard I heard Zidane is back, so that might be no, good. Zidane, no, he's, he's old. He'll 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 sell jerseys. <laughs> uh, I think that's why he's coming. Well, he's yeah, exactly. Now. And I've always liked uh, Barcelona. I just I know they've won so much, and people kind of dislike him in that sense. But I think yeah, they're just for a while there. They're playing some great football, but. Um, that's what I noticed happened with legacies. I noticed it, you know, even when I was yeah. watching the, the last dance with, you know, Bulls and yeah. the legacy. Whenever there's a, you know, team that constantly wins, there seems to be, you know, Yeah, people want to bring them down. People don't like about yeah. it. That's yeah, my no. one friend. He actually, he's the opposite. Like with the New England Patriots, he's like, no, I want to see him win again. Like, this is cool to see him win again. Yeah, whereas, right. I'm, well, I'm like, well, I'd like to see someone else win, but... Yeah, uh, but past, it is cool yeah. to okay. witness certain legacies, like the Bulls to win that many it championships is. in the '90s is crazy. But yeah, it is. Uh, I know. Yeah, because it it happens only ever so often. So okay, sweet. So these were sort of the general questions. One last uh, bit I like to ask, you know, for for a lot of people, uh, immigrants and otherwise. A job is it sort of their sole source mm. of income. Uh, I'm sure you don't, you know, advice on this or anything. But is there? You, know, you do a lot of things on the side. We we still have to get back yeah. to the comic book question. I just remember. 
<laughs> anyway, so uh, any sort of tips on that? Anything that you do, you know, to diversify your wealth or you know have multiple streams? Uh, of find a financial manager. We started doing that okay. like when Amanda and I got together. <laughs> nice. We uh, met up with a fellow and um, we just worked on a plan. It started with yeah. just putting two hundred bucks, giving him two hundred bucks a month. And like just something so small, even if it's something so small, do what you can and just start putting away with somebody because we don't even think about that. Like, and then he'll send us a quarterly update and like, oh crap, like we got a decent amount of money there that's grown. Really into fitness. I really like going to these boutique gyms and I was like, well, why don't I just try this out? So um, I do want to get my training certificate, I think eventually. But yeah, okay. just find something you're passionate about. Maybe it's a side. Maybe it's landscaping. Maybe you want to start a little landscaping gig and cut people's lawns. Some people sure, really yeah. enjoy that. Over yeah, the weekends, just something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, okay. So, if you don't want to, you don't have to. If you're happy, you're happy. Like, if you're happy with what you have, you don't sure. need to go make the extra. <laughs> yeah. True. 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 No, it's just it, it's with this climate where you see a lot of people get fired and then worry about how they how it comes to that. You know, that's why the advice is always to at least. you know maybe you know start yeah. saving up maybe yeah. put it somewhere else as you mentioned a financial manager yeah. so yeah. okay so uh, just uh, off topic but you know financial managers i know they they're known for giving mm-hmm. a percentage uh, of sorts and you know a certain fee for you you know yeah. that's working great so far as compared to yeah. investing yourself can complain i mean so he's got to get paid okay. and i pay him to manage if i and he's been getting a great return so i'm happy to give him a piece of it it's rather because Wonderful. me paying him that allows me not to pay attention to it and add something else to my plate. That's the way I look at cool. it. Some people okay. are like, no, I don't want to give it to anybody. But sure, for sure. me, if like, that's the service he provides, I don't need to worry about it. I like just okay. convenience. <laughs> I like convenience. <laughs> Obviously, it lets you, you focus on the main thing, but you know, on the side, you're like, okay, let this yeah. just accumulate and you know, we'll yeah. see what happens with it. Wonderful. Yeah. All right, last question. So the, the comic book, what's your favorite? Oh, I've always, X-Men has always been for me, but um image puts out some great independent titles um yeah image Image. they created like spawn and stuff but basically creators go and you they're easy to jump on stories and super creative like um there's a really good one called saga um it's like sci-fi romeo and juliet creator so walking dead came from image so um that i try and look back at uh i try and follow certain writers now uh not so much characters because i find certain writers will have themes that you like or just, I just, yeah. Or like they'll have certain runs in the past that I go and collect. Like uh, there's one guy, Garth Enos, who wrote uh, a really big run on the Punisher that I just loved. It was really good. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So I always look back at the writers and what they're famous for and like go and try and read those things. So, yeah. Then so Garth Enos actually it. wrote, okay. uh, yeah, he wrote the boys. So, you know, the boys on Amazon. Amazon Prime, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he wrote that comic, yeah, The Boys, huh. which is he's just oh, a really? twisted writer, oh. and he's I don't know, like it's not for everybody. <laughs> I'll tell you that it's some weird stuff. Even I'm like, oh, that's right, weird, right. but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, and uh, sorry, follow up to that. Uh, the wife likes this, like she's she's okay. Oh, with she thinks I'm a dork, but like too? she supports it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care. Right, right. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you Adam. Thank you so yeah. much for your time today. This is valuable information that I think, you know, for for people potentially looking at recruiting yeah. as a career or even for people applying, I think this would greatly yeah. help them. So was there anything you had to add, you know? No, 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 just yeah, before? thanks for having me on. It was fun. Sweet. Thank you so much, man. You have yeah, a thank great you. evening ahead.